hello there. Good morning. Good morning to you. Stop it. Let's erase okay. this. So let's just keep going. Oh, God. <laughs> so wasn't ready. If you, if this is the first episode that just appeared in your feed. This is part two. This is part two. Stop. Stop. God damn it. Stop it. Go have a, go hydrate. We had, we're having a conversation with our assistant, Cindy. Cindy. Hi. <laughs> That's her voice. <laughs> We're having Speak a, up, God damn it. We're having a great conversation with our assistant, Cindy. She had so many wonderful things to say that we just decided to take this episode and to break it into two we're parts. We're going to let her keep talking. Yeah, we want her to talk. So if this is the first one you're hearing, I mean, you could probably listen to them out of order. It's not like... I think you could. So if you want to listen to this one first, do. But just know that there's a part one that you might have missed. Yeah. So this is part two. We're going to jump right back in with Cindy. Jumping, jumping in with Cindy. Jumping in with Cindy. We're going to jump in, in with Cindy. No, no. <laughs> Not yet. No. Here we go. Part two. And we're back. So because of um, our modus operandi, what does I that mean? That right? I don't know. Uh, Is that how Brene Brown says it? <laughs> I loved Brene Brown's book, Modus Operandi. It was her third book. <laughs> so After Daring Greatly. It was Daring Greatly and then Modus Operandi and then Braving <laughs> the Wilderness. And then Lean In. And then her fifth book was Lean In. She's done such good work. Fuck you guys. Um, Lean In for the bedroom. We... <laughs> Um, we're kind of planning as we go, which we've never done before. <laughs> we've never planned before. <laughs> um, which isn't what I meant. But um, we have two more topics. But one of them is so um, huge that we... As, as the youth say, it's huge. <laughs> the youths. Um, but I wanted Cindy to talk about... Um, her experience in the last, what has it been like a few weeks? One, two months. Oh, okay. Listening to um, the podcast, A Year of Polygamy? A Year in. A Year in Polygamy? I think. And she it's would. Lindsay Hansen Park's podcast. Is it, is it? <laughs> Which basically is a historical retelling of Very- the stories of a lot of. Polygamous wives of Joseph Smith. Right. Yeah. Very fact-based. She starts out by taking one wife at a time. And Cindy would text us going, what the fuck? And so what were your main what we the got a lot. We got a lot of angry texts from Cindy where she was like, you guys have listened to this podcast and what the fuck is happening? And you know, you think you're over it. And it was triggering. Yeah. It was triggering because. Trigger warning. Yeah, I mean, I've read a lot of the Mormon history since I left Mormonism. <laughs> I've read a lot of the books, and this is, like, triggering on a whole nother level. So, Do you think Mormons call it Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saintism now? Hopefully. <laughs> that makes more sense. I'm keep going with Mormons. Well, if the Mormons are right, and I don't think they are, but if they're right, the Mormons. If, if the Mormons are right, every time you say that, it makes Satan laugh. So I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Um, okay, so what the fuck? I think my first one from listening to this podcast was I had no idea that the women that he was sleeping, having sexual relations Joseph slash Smith. fucking. Yeah. Joseph Smith. Um, I had no idea that they were so young. And I now have a daughter who is 10. 
And it is mortifying to the point that I am in, I'm just enraged. I don't even know. Like, I dare anybody who is like true blue TBM, true believing Mormon, um, to like listen to this podcast and not question things. And I will say, because I started listening to it too, the, what's the host name? I think Lindsay Hansen Park. Anyway, she's a believing Mormon, or at least was when she started. I don't know where she is now. I don't think she is now. That's why. But but uh, she started it from a place of like. She started it from a place of a lot of disclaimers. Yeah. Shall we say? Yeah. She had a lot of fucking disclaimers and like pretty much her methodology was apologist. Yeah. And it was infuriating to listen to. Infuriating. Yeah. Um, but I started listening to it, and I think she does a really good job at in the early days of like, um, of compartmentalizing and just saying here are the facts and not bringing emotion into it, mm-hmm. and that alone was infuriating, enraging because it deserves emotion. It's diabolical. <laughs> well, what were some of the other diabolical things? Says so one of them that they were so young. The other one, Joseph Smith married so many women. That were already married. Yeah. Without any good fucking reason. Yeah. That's another one. Mm-hmm. And so all of the myth that I heard about there's more women than men. Um, the men were at to, war. Yeah. He had to connect these women to some eternal yes, chain yes, or yes, something. Yes. Bullsh. Well, and if the Bullsh. men were at war, they were Bullsh. often sent to war by Joseph Smith. Or like mission. he sent, mission, mission. He sent them on missions or sent them to be in the Mormon yes. battalion or whatever. Yeah. And then married their wives while they There's were gone. There's a one instance, and I can't remember the name of the woman. He married someone who was already married under his nose and while he was staying in the house. And I'm just like, why? Why fucking why? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's two. The other one is, um, for some reason, this one really irks me, is that he kept it all from Emma and like did these grand like experiences no that's not the right word he did these grand like getting around of it around it right. like um so that she wouldn't find out there was a lot of manipulation there mm-hmm. was a lot of like just tangled webs and i just don't understand apart from the fact that he just wanted to get his jollies i just really don't see why? Oh, yeah. So that was number three. Number four <laughs> is um, he had somebody in his employ. Is that how you say it? Yes. And his employee who he would have give these women, all of these women that he, I mean, I don't know how he had time to do anything else apart from fucking these women. <laughs> um, he had a doctor in his employ who he would go around and perform abortions on these women. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's just like... Don't they talk about that in the church essay about this topic on their website about the Joseph Smith's abortion doctor? I'm just kidding, you guys. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's like, it's a far cry from the fucking stuff that I taught when I was on a mission for the Mormons. Right. Like, it's not anywhere near the thing that I taught. Um, what's, it, what's always, what is bonkers to me about the Joseph Smith story is that He's a real person that lived in history and the history that was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, we don't have a perfect record of everything that happened then. But like if you even, you know, my sister and I talk about this a lot. If you go to the Wikipedia page 
about Joseph Smith and it lists all of the times that he was arrested and the things that he was arrested for, which are just literally based on historical fact, you know, like he was arrested like 42 times, you know, for like lying and for deceiving and for, and for, for stealing from people and all these things. And, and that's why he was always on the run because he didn't want to be persecuted. So he had to get out of that, that judge's jurisdiction or whatever. So he couldn't be arrested or tried, but like, these are just historical facts. So yeah. you can, you can, you know, you can believe whatever you want about him. If you believe he's a prophet or whatever, great. If you just do a little bit of due diligence. But if you just do a little bit of research, yes. there is historical evidence that he was, that he was a liar and that he was, you know, having sex with young girls and that he was doing all these things. And if you want to take all that and be like, okay, cool, but I still think he was a prophet, whatever. Like live your, live your best fucking life. But for me, as like... A convert to the Mormon church. I was told repeatedly, like, the internet is a, is a tool of the devil. Right. Don't do this research. It'll lead you down the wrong path. Right. So, like, I mean, there's, like, a discrepancy, right? right? Between, like, the looking through, like, the histories of the devil and the spirit, the, the coming through revelation is of God. Right. And never the twain shall meet. It just makes no sense that we would encourage people to not understand these things on a historical, factual level. If they are all as true as purported to be, and if Joseph Smith really was this person that did more for humanity than every, anyone save C. Jane or Jesus Christ himself, <laughs> then, then we should be able to examine his life and we should be able to, we should be able to understand, even if, even if we examine his flawed life, because I think we have a lot of historical figures that we look at and that we recognize that, that they did really great and amazing things like the founding fathers come to mind. You know, they really did create this, this they created this country out of nothing. And, the, and, and But I think as we, as we, you know, mature more as a society, we can look at them and we can say, yeah, but they were also slave owners and they were also horrible people, a lot of them. But And we can hold both of those ideas in our head at the same time. That like, these were men that were very flawed and that did terrible things, but that also, it, in spite of those terrible things or because of those terrible things, did something that some would say is great. Some may not, but whatever. That's a whole other Oprah. But <laughs> for some reason, we are not, for some reason, to, to look at the flaws of Joseph Smith mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. fact is quote-unquote anti-Mormon. Yeah. Like it's someone in an alley yes. in a trench coat handing you a pamphlet that says anti-Mormon literature on right. the outside yeah. instead well, of it being a historical document that says, oh, no, these are literally things that happen. We have yeah. historical proof that these things happened. Right. Another thing that made me really angry, so this is number five, is like he married a lot of sister-sister-sister-mother pairs. Oh, yeah. And then another thing that um, really irked me is that he one day would be marrying and having sex with these women. And then the next day getting everybody in his community signing an affidavit saying that this wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, he was doing the thing lying. They were all lying about it. Emma Smith was in the dark. And then, um, you're telling me that this is honest. Yeah. It's like, it's fundamentally at its very core, its inception is like, just plagued with like dishonesty and it infects the whole beast. I don't understand like how I ever, I mean, it makes me question my character that I bought into it. Wow. No, you were brainwashed. 
I was brainwashed. No, for real. I mean that for real. I yeah. Yeah, I wasn't given the information, but like listening to this in this factual way, it just like, you know, that I just I f- I feel like I blindly was like, bah, 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 oh yeah, and didn't I was too. Yeah, I was. I was teaching Relief Society when it was the manual, the Joseph Smith manual. Remember how they did that? I don't oh, know if they still do that, but yeah, they different prophet every year. Oh my God, I can't tell you how many times I bore my testimony of that man. It's embarrassing. I think what's crazy is there is a very, there is a very like strongly held belief in the Mormon church of by your fruits, you shall know them, you know, kind of this idea that like, if people are doing bad things, they can't be good people. And, and it's often used in the Mormon church to sort of tell you to like, be mindful of the kind of people that you spend time with because, you know, or or, you know, be be discerning about the friends that you have. Because if your friends are doing bad things, then they're going to influence you to do bad things. And I just feel like, the, you know, there's the whole parable of the of the olive tree where they graft on the bad branch and it kills the whole tree. And so that is a very... I don't know. But that is a very big part of Mormon doctrine. But somehow that doctrine does not apply to Mormons themselves. Exactly. So if we look at someone like Joseph Smith, who, like you said, was lying, was asking people to lie for him, was covering things up, was hiding things, was deceiving his wife, somehow, like, that's all okay because, like, God condoned that or something, instead of saying, like, no, if this, if if we're going to hold this truth to be true, that good people can't, you know, that evil acts can't come from a good person, then he was an evil person, yeah. you know? And it's the same thing. I think when I look at like all of the problems we have in Utah with pornography and with, um, well, not that I think pornography is a problem, but an opioids and teen suicide. Like yeah. we, you just think like, this is the heart of where, like, this should be the place where people are the happiest and the healthiest. And, you know, because if that doctrine is true, but it's not. And therefore like, it should be turning the mirror back on Mormonism itself to say, if you are as great as you say that you are, then why are all your members addicted to drugs? Why are all your members beating themselves up for pornography? And why are your children killing themselves? Exactly. It's a lot of doublespeak, I would say. Like, from the historicity of the church has, like, this saying one thing, doing another, and still today, like, saying, like, we're all family and we should be, like, building bridges instead of making walls. And then on the other side of their cheek, they're saying, but also, like. Don't be friends with gay people. Don't be friends with Which gay they people. recently said. So. Which they recently said. It's doublespeak. It's like, choose one. Yeah. You guys, um, because Cindy's from Scotland, she says, um, like, expressions in really strange ways. Like, from the other side of his teeth. And. <laughs> Is that a Scottish expression? Oh. Is that, but still, that's not that's something we see in America. Yeah. Do I sound Scottish? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. Thanks. Okay. No, that I, anyhow. <laughs> I love it so much. Say, let's take a break in Scottish. All right, let's take a break. Ah! And we're back. Oh, and the final topic. That we will be discussing with Cindy before we put her back in the corner. A light and breezy topic. Of bodies. Bodies. Body image? Bodies. Just bodies. What do you want to talk about, brawless Cindy? Sacks of meat. Bodies. Bones? Bodies. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, (laughs) 
bodies. Do you remember that? Hold on one sec. Do you remember that episode where we were singing equality? Equality. Equality. I feel like we're doing that again with bodies. 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 (laughs) While you while you talk about bodies, we're gonna be in the background just chanting the word bodies. Ready, go. Bodies. No, you're gonna be the one talking about them. We're gonna be the ones chanting. Chant. No, because be you're the smart one Cindy, telling us about bodies. You're gonna go back in the corner. Okay, so <laughs> bodies. bodies. <laughs> okay, let's wait. Let's give her a second, okay, and then we'll, you get in. I'll, I'll give you I can't. Okay. I can't possibly. Okay, it's too. It's Why too unfair. Why do you talk about bodies? I mean, I think it's just a hot topic. Why? No, but really. <laughs> my mother is Scottish. Hopefully, she doesn't listen to this. Oh my God! If you're listening, Sister Cindy's mother. My mother passed on down to me the hatred of body. Right? Bodies. Bodies. No bodies. <laughs> no. You. You're supposed to keep talking. Again. Okay, we you won't do too. that anymore. No, no, no. My mother hated her body and then handed that over to me. What a gift. What a lovely <laughs> gift from your mother. I remember she sent me this letter that was five pages long on my mission telling me how her body had ruined her life. Okay. Oh, she, she gave that to me as a little inheritance. Oh, good. And then when I was young, I do have an early memory of her saying, you need to watch out because your legs are really big. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, to be fair, it that. sounds very charming in a Scottish accent. <laughs> it sounds like a kind, really a kind compliment. <laughs> she was need, even just needing like, some I dumb. I saw her this year. I saw her this year at my sister's wedding that she didn't show up to even though she flew down. Anyways, oh blah, blah, blah. <laughs> She, we were walking along. I was with a couple of my siblings, and she's, she goes, everyone in the family has turned out like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Oh my god! <laughs> I shit you not. That's what she said. I mean, again, it sounds really charming. Sounds like such a sweet compliment. She's out flowers, like she is. says it. She's, <laughs> like she's, she's made like, a crown of roses to wear in her wee hair. She said it with the confidence of Thumbelina. She just and she's not. No. But anyways, but when I came over here tonight, what bodies? Bodies. No, you're supposed to. Oh, keep oh, talking. sorry. We're not gonna get it done. You brought up what celebrity was it? Lizzo. And what? Oh. Tell me about the Instagram post you mentioned. Oh, Lizzo. She's just like this phenomenal plus-sized uh, musician who um, is just big and black and gorgeous and owning it. And she is huge, and she just loves herself. And to me, it's just remarkable because mm. I've never seen, really, like I've seen a lot of plus women that are like, I love my body while also covering their body. And also they're a size eight. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They're plus size for Hollywood. Exactly. Uh, so like Lena like, Dunham, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like Dunham, yeah, we all celebrate Lena Dunham's plus size body and she's like And a she's size smaller 10. than me. Yeah. And so, um, but she, in this Instagram post, she just had her tits in her hands and there's a lot of them, and her and her uh, <laughs> caption was, "I'm I'm hefty. I'm a hefty woman. I don't I don't remember. I'm hefty, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, hefty, yes. And I just like did a little celebratory dance because I just love all body sizes and shapes, except your own. Except 
That's what I was. That was the. Like, oh, I'm that was sorry. I took. Oh, I took your thunder. That I'm was sorry. Culminating conclusion of this whole segment <laughs> was that like I just celebrate everybody's bodies, and I'm like, yeah, bitch, get it, except mine. And I look down, and I'm like, I hate your guts. You think you look like Tweedledee and Tweedledum? <laughs> you look like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Golly. Do you love your body, Sister Twain? Truthfuls. I do. I love Good job. It. I love it today. Okay. I didn't love it last year at this time, but I didn't hate it either. Okay. I'm kind of in that space. I'm kind of in that space where I don't love it, I don't hate it, but I see other people's bodies, all shapes, all sizes, and I'm like, yes! And then I just want to feel that way about myself, and I don't. Bodies are weird. Okay, Josh. (laughs) Brother Brother Coffee. Coffee? Do I love my body? Coffee! (laughs) Is that the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, but I don't really love anything about myself, but I will say this. (laughs) No, but I will say this. Oh, dear God. Okay, I'm a gay man, as we've talked about before on this podcast. If you described me, if you, so let's say you were setting me up with someone, right? And you were like, I, and now I'm going to give a lot of details about me, even though you just said my name. So people might figure out who I am. But if you were, if you were setting me up with someone and you're like, he's really tall, he's got a nice beard, he's bald, like, if you described me to myself, I would be like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I want to meet that guy. That sounds hot. But like, Somehow I don't imagine that other people can have that thought about me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like objectively on paper, if I wrote down like a physical description of my body, I would think that sounds hot. How tied to that is it because of your Mormonisms? (sighs) I don't even know if I've unpacked it enough to recognize that. Because I do think like there are definitely, I mean, in the gay culture, there's definitely a culture of like six packs abs and you know, whatever. But there's also, there is also an acceptance for like bigger bodies, you know, like a lot of men are into men with bigger bodies Um, and maybe it isn't as mainstream or whatever. So it's, I don't think it's necessarily comes from that. Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't even know because it really is. It's, I know it's deeper than just like, if I look at myself in the mirror, like if I get out of the shower and I see myself in the mirror, I don't look at myself and think like, oh, I'm so repulsive. Like, I look at myself and I think, like, hey, I look good. You know, like, it's fine. But, like, it's more connected to, like, it's more connected to what other people's perception of me would be or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I clearly have not. (laughs) I clearly have a lot of work to do in this arena. But you won't be doing it. No, no, no. Not not anytime soon. I go I go back and forth though. Sometimes I'm like, "Yes, I own it. I love it." Yeah. And then other times I'm like, "Don't look at me." And I literally with my arms cover myself. I do that too. Who do you do that with? Your husband Gary? No, no, no. 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 Mainly around men, actually. Oh. Like you'll be in Savers and be like, "Don't look at me." To some man in Savers or No, no, no. Like I mean, imperceptibly so. I know. I was I'm not like, hey, don't look at me. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like I'm just like God's gift. And then other times I'm like, don't even look this way. But a big part of this is, is that you wanted to say that you love all bodies and you like, I love bigger bodies. You like, and, and, and you, and it kind of, they, they get you going. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you may have said wet earlier. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, that sounds like me. <laughs> I mean, I wrote a whole show. You saw, both yes. of you saw. I wrote a whole show. About bodies. About bodies and how... Bodies. Bodies. Oh, so you're supposed to just keep talking. It never works. I keep trying. I know, it. It but never I works. Like I don't know. <laughs> I want to fit in, so I just like. Um, yeah, I wrote a whole show about it um, and how about owning owning your body, and while I felt so empowered writing it, it doesn't necessarily translate into the flesh of my own body. Right. Which is, I mean, I, I mean. It goes back to segment number one, where I felt like because I'm not petite and small and fitting into the corner of the room, that I have no place in the room, uh-huh. and my punishment is higher, and I shouldn't be here. I, uh, it's all really wrapped up with spirituality and religiosity, really. I feel like when I was a Mormon, like y- the smaller you are, the more... God cares about you. And I don't think that way now, but like residual. But it's still, yeah. Residual. I do think, and Lizzo talks about this to bring it back to Sister Lizzo. Lizzo! There, yeah, yeah. there is something radical about big, bigger bodies being on display. Like that, that, is a, that seems like a political act or a radical act mm-hmm. to be a bigger body and be on display. Um, there and was, I feel like too, and that's what I said in the show too, like... I'm going to stand here and show you this body because I feel like the exposure will change your preference or it'll manipulate your preference. There was a um, thing I saw like floating on the internet the other day where a girl was on a flight and the airline like made her cover up because they felt like she was dressed like too provocatively. And so she posted a picture of like what she was wearing and she was wearing like, I think it was even maybe a bodysuit, but it was like pretty short shorts, but not like, you know, showing half of her butt, like just like short shorts. And then it was either like a tube top or it might've had spaghetti straps. I don't remember, but you know, it wasn't like it was, you know, so she was definitely covered, but I think the reason that it was scandalous is because she was bigger. She was also black. And I think that played into it too, because I think you could, there could be a whole discussion about like the way we view black women bodies. But I, but like, I, like when I saw her outfit, I thought if she was a size zero wearing that outfit, no one would say anything. Like the short shorts and the like tube top, like no one would bat an eye if that was like a size two girl walking onto that plane. But because she was like a size 14 or 16 or something, suddenly it was like provocative and radical that she would dare show that much skin and she was forced to cover up because of it. Um, so Lizzo, I listened to this, um, interview that she did with all things considered recently and um the woman that was giving the interview straight out of the bat was saying straight out of the bat is that there a phrase is that a scottish thing <laughs> straight out of the bat straight it comes from the wee old times when the bat would fly across the sky and the bat would release would release something into the is it straight out of the box i don't know straight out of the gate or right straight out of the gate straight out of the gate i love it um said you are naked on your album cover you're so brave blah 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 giving her a lot of praise and she's like i'm not brave if i was a size four you wouldn't say that i'm so brave yeah that's like why is it that i'm so brave because i'm plus sized and like it's just as and and then she talked about how like if i was smaller you would be slut shaming yeah that's probably true just Uh. she just like straight away 
out of the gate. Straight out of the bat. Straight out of the bat. Across, <laughs> across the bayou. Oh my yes. God. She just completely put this, you know, this interview on. And then from that point on, the interviewer was completely disheveled. Oh, Like, she had, shit. she got her. And I was just like, thank you. Yeah. She's smart. Yeah. Like, she can play the flute. She's a plus-size woman. She brings it. She gives it. And she is just, like, smart. She's a great performer, too. I saw her live. Did she play the flute? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's really great live. Tits akimbo. Tits akimbo, Yeah. Wow. She doesn't mess around. But I just, I mean, I I do really love that in this day and age, though, that we're becoming more appreciative of different body. Yes. Bodies and body sizes. And we're like doing and we're calling people on their slut shaming behaviors. It, yeah. And maybe it is that thing, like we said, like this generation, like is more open to different types, you know, or something. But it's still amazing to me how much we have to have people on the extremes that are like beating against that wall to get mm-hmm. the line to move at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? To get the line we, to move at all. We have to have God, people that are that are arguing about it and talking about it and, and and being considered radical like Lizzo and you know just to like have a start to move the needle a tiny bit in like mainstream culture. Ugh, yes. Whew, let's take a break. <sighs> Bodies. And we're back. That's been a lot, bodies. you guys. Bodies. Well, now, now we're just having a conversation. Polygamy. Polygamy. <laughs> Wait, what was the other thing we chanted? Equality. Equality. <laughs> Why were you saying polygamy? Because we talked about it. I know we did. Oh. Um, you guys, it's been a lot. It's been two full episodes. Yeah, we've now. done two full episodes with Cindy. Cindy had a lot to say. She's been sitting in the corner for all this time, <laughs> just trying to grab the mic. But since we don't use a mic, she was really just grabbing... Um, like the scrubber that I used to scrub my dishes because she was she hides in the kitchen. <laughs> so she's grabbing that and she was talking. But now that we finally have given her the mic, right? She had a lot to say. She did, and I uh, I'm glad we gave her this chance to talk. Me too. It makes me feel good about myself. Let's talk about Cindy. Like she's not sitting two <laughs> feet away from us. Cindy, do you have any final thoughts? Normally we wrap up with like, well, why don't we wrap up with the five questions? Because it's two episodes. I don't even know what the five questions are. Girl, I have them written down. Oh, okay. You think this is my first podcast? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Okay, Cindy, we're going to do our five questions that we ask all of our guests. And it's kind of a uh, rapid fire. Yes. If your topic, if any of your five topics, because you talked about five different things, was a cocktail, what would it be called and what would it be made of? Bishop Mind Your Biz. <laughs> Bishop Mind Your Biz. <laughs> What's in a Bishop Mind Your Biz? Gin. Because like G in like get in my business. <laughs> what else? A cherry would be in there because they're talking about my vagina. They're talking about your cherry. Um, honey, because buzz reminds me, biz reminds me of buzz, which is like. Okay. Biz. Gin, honey, a cherry. cherry. Milk. Milk. <laughs> Because of milk, dot, 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 question mark. You just, this, this just, I was like, I'm into it, I'm into it, I'm out, I'm out. No, no, no. Strike, erase, delete, delete the milk. Normally we um, let people prep for that question, but we didn't prep you and you did a really good job. I tried to, and she was like, what? Um, Do you guys remember the TV show Happy Endings? No. There was a TV show called Happy Endings and he 
asks Penny if she had a horse bath and she's like, yes, I had to wash my pits and my hush in the bathroom of a seven 11. And he's like, no, it's a cocktail. It's gin based. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes on TV ever. We'll watch that That's after. Really yeah. I'll pull that up. Two. Question number two, which golden girl are you? I've never seen that show. <laughs> <laughs> which golden girl is Cindy? I think she's Dorothy. She's smart. Um, she's capable. Dorothy was a teacher. She's like opinionated. She's strong. No. I think she's the mom. Dorothy's Sophia? Mom. Sophia. She's Sophia. I'm the gay, so my opinion overrules yours. Okay, fine. Fine. That's fair. Um, That's fair. You earned that right. <laughs> I'm going to skip. The, the third question is if you had chosen a different topic, what would that be? But since we talked about five topics, I'm going to skip that one. The fourth question is, what's one thing you want to ask us? Bodies. 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 <laughs> no, really. What's one thing you want to ask us? Okay, give me a second. She's Jeez, this is on the spot. What? While she's thinking, how are you, Sister Twain? I'm much better. I'm glad. How's your depression? Um, it's at like a seven. So it's like I'm managing. Okay. I exercised twice in one week. Ooh. That's why you're at a seven, okay? I, I mean, isn't it funny when you do things that are good for you that it makes you feel better? Do you have a question for us? What's your question? Yeah. Have you heard from um, person? From Gary. From Gary? Um, the that, sexcation Gary. Oh, the sexcation guy, Gary? Uh, I haven't. Okay. I have not. Okay. Are you into anyone else? At the moment, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Um, we said one question. I'm just, I'm just Same kidding. Question: Are you into anyone? No, not at all. Oh. I hate myself too much. And final question: <laughs> What do you know to be true now? After the podcast? I mean, just in general, just in life. However, you want to take it. Um, somebody's probably already said this. I know to be true. Uh huh. That I don't know anything. Oh yes, I love it. I love it. That's beautiful. I don't know anything. Oh, I'm hard. Sister Twain is rock hard. My clitoris. Spring. My clitoris, which I prefer uh, saying over clitoris. Clitoris. You clitoris. That inflection. What about you? How do you say it? Should that be one of the five questions? Do you prefer clitoris or clitoris? Yes! I just like clit. Okay. With that hard T. Yeah. Clit. 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 In a southern clit. accent, it would be clit. Clit. It. <laughs> it's, it's two it's syllables. A cleat? Cleat? It would be clot. What's, is there <laughs> a clot? Is there a slang word for the clit in Scottish? In Scotland? Or vagina? Uh, fanny. The uh, fanny. Yeah. But not for the clit itself. That you can I think. was too young. Okay. I, I moved here when I was 16. Okay. Can you do some research and get back to us? I'll do some research, but my mother probably won't tell me. <laughs> mother. Hello, mother. It's Tweedledee. What, does, what do you call your wee clit? <laughs> Will she answer that? She'll be like, no, the no. Uh, what else does she say? Had your I don't know what any of is these that, sounds mean. Is that Gaelic? 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 Had your which means shut up. Oh. <laughs> it sounds to me like she said, hide your queef. <laughs> which is the name of the clip. You should embrace your queef, really. <laughs> they happen to everyone. I mean, I don't know. You guys, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know anything about queefs. I know, because so, you don't have a twaint. Now that we've talked about twaints, queefs, and clits, and clits, I think it's go. time to go. i got to get up in the morning, and I've got to pee for the seventh time since we've started recording. And every time one of us pees, we have to wait for, like, probably seven minutes while Cindy's toilet calms down. It's like, 
Ah! It's very loud. Yeah, so anyway, so you guys uh, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at Hot Drinks. You can join the chat. I don't know how. Can people still join the chat? No, you have to start one. Oh, okay. Well, if we start a chat, you can join it. It's yeah, in yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. You can leave a message on the Anchor app, and we're also Twitter Hot Drinks. You can also uh, Marco Polo me because my sister just Marco Polos me after the episode and tells me what she thinks. But then they know who you are. Well, my sister does. Oh, oh. So you're just talking to your sister <laughs> yes. right now. Okay. But also, Hi, if any of the rest of you know who I am, I'm on Marco Polo. Feel free to send me a Marco Polo. Oh, my gosh. You're, but you're not Brother Coffee. Clay it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.